Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greetings and salutations, everyone. I want to welcome you to another episode of the JW Podcast, the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right. It's the JW Podcast, the Black and Bougie Experience where we are a upwardly mobile and progressive people. So this is episode number 16. 16, here we go. I have been absent for about five weeks. Five long weeks. Um, but it's it's been needed for my, for my mental stability and clarity. Um, just my well-being overall. And that's actually going to be uh, the why is going to be the title of this episode. Um, and the title of this episode is going to be called black exhaustion. That's right. I have not just been exhausted. I've been black exhausted. Like I have been tired. So you may ask the question, like what is black exhausted? What's well, another level of, of exhaustion. And I'm going to, I'm going to explain that to you. Um, cause I know it sounds a little bit crazy. Um, and, you know, I think we should start off with the dictionary, as we always do, because it helps to, to clarify things. So what really is exhausted and exhausted is drained of one's physical or mental resources, drained of one's physical or mental resources, very tired. So now we take that up a notch and we're going to add black onto it, black exhaustion. So what what exactly does that mean? Well, before I tell you what that means, I need you to understand, um, as I've said before, why the JW podcast Black and Bougie Experience exists. And I'd like to call it a foundational podcast. Um, as you know, you know, I, I like to loop you in with the visuals that you could find on my my Instagram, uh, the Black and Bougie podcast um, on Instagram. And it shows a lot of the wealth life, opulence, luxury. And that's really, it's, it's always been used as a tool to kind of draw people in um, so we can help build a foundation. So what exactly is that foundation? It's, it's understanding where the mind, body, and soul is. How to elevate the people from the base first before you get to the, 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 the lux life. And so... It's really important to understand your triggers. It's, it's also um, important to understand what can drain you. And that's what this episode is going to be about. And so for me, I have been black exhausted. 
Now, here's what that means. We've heard this before. Some people will agree. Some people will disagree. I understand it. I'm not here to submit my, my, my train of thought into your, into your mental, but this is what I feel. And this is what I'm going through. Um, it's very, very difficult to be black in America. Let me say that again. It is very, very difficult to be black in America. And why? Well, there's, there's certain things, um, that the culture goes through internally and externally. Now, some of those external things we all go through and other cultures also have their form of exhaustion that relates just to their, their culture. But I'm going to talk specifically today about, um, the black culture and why I'm black exhausted. So because it is so tough to be black in America, um, this is what has led to this. So why? So let's, let's start with the, with the, um, the external, you know, and we've always been taught and hopefully we've been taught that you have to grind. You have to hustle. You have to be your best. You have to exceed all expectations. Well, in black America, exceeding expectations actually just gets your toe in the door. Now, while others, they can be promoted from this, they can get accolades from this, um, your rewards, etc. Um, and they have made it. But in the black culture, just in order for us to not even be noticed, but just to kind of at least be able to ring the doorbell, we've got to exceed expectations to become noticed. That in itself is completely draining. Why you might ask, think about when I wake up in the morning, the things that I have to, to mentally prepare myself for and going out into the world. It's almost like I have a whole culture on my back because if I don't make it, it's almost like we've all failed. That's just the, that's just the reality in it. And that's, that's how I feel. If I don't overachieve, if I don't reach boss status, if I don't have the best looking family, if I don't have um, the most luxurious things, um, it's almost looked at as I'm a failure. Or not even looked at as a failure, it's just not even noticed. I'm like just operating in the background and no one notices. That in itself is, is tiring. Because I get up in the morning and I know I got to go out here. I got to get it. I got to make it happen. I got to do all of these things just to be just to ring the doorbell. So then let's talk about the the internal. Also believing that you have to have the entire culture on your back. Because when people look at us. They look at us as we're like as though we're monolithic, like we're all the same. So the pressure that that puts on to perform for the ones that are not. And you might say, well, no one's asked you to do this. You're right. No one's asked you, but there's a calling. There's a feel that you have on the inside as you feel that you just have to do this. 
if you have that mindset, if you have a progressive mind state, if you are truly black and bougie, you feel as though this is something that you have to do. It is your calling to be this way. And it's tough. It is so draining. Why can't I just wake up in the morning and just just go press go and have none of these things to think about? Because we all should feel as though we have the culture on our back so we can have the best representation possible. But man, it could be draining. Because you almost feel like I can't have an off day. Like I cannot just sit back and relax. I cannot just dial it back to a six. I have to be at a 12 and the knob only goes to 10. Because if you don't go all the way up to that 12, it's like it never happened. And some of you may say, really? Really, Justin, is this really the way it is? Yes, trust me, I wake up black every day. And I'm the darker of the hue. And that's a whole nother story about colorism. But I'm, I'm also looked at as something different because of the darkness of my skin tone. Sometimes it's, it's not seen as acceptable. And some of you may be listening to this and say, man, I've never heard anything like this before. I'm sorry. Well, guess what? You've heard it now because it is the truth. It happens. I remember when I first when I first started out in, in, in leadership and I was always told, you know, I'm, I'm six, four, about 245 pounds, dark skinned, bald head. And I, I'm, I'm very, very I mean, you hear my voice. I'm very mild in my tone. This is not just this is not radio voice. This is me. No matter how I can't change it, if I take it up an octave, it's just this is this is who I am. And some people will talk, oh, you're very, very intimidating. And so then I have to I have to take a look and why, why, why am I so intimidating? And then I had a few people actually tell me, well, you know, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's how you it's it's how you are. Now, some of that can be presence. But then as you start putting things down on the list, you start to, you have to notice like, OK, what is it that makes me different than everyone else? I'm speaking in the same manner as other people. Actually, I'm speaking more calmly than others. Um, I'm not very. Uh, uh, how would you say? Um, I, I'm not. Well, <laughs> some people. My wife called me cocky, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I don't, per, per, you know, perceive myself to be to be cocky, but all and, I, and I'm not aggressive in any way. But these are things that I have to think about, like I can't just get up and think, OK, here we are. We, we got to go. This is all stuff. And even if I'm not actively thinking about it, it's residing in the back of my head. It's something that I'm always aware of. So when, when I speak, I have to make sure, OK, let me speak in a way that's digestible and acceptable for others. All of that is is tiring. Because, you know, some people just don't don't think that way. They don't think about all of those things. They get up and they go and, they, and, and that's it. But it's all of the all of the layers of these things that you that you have to think about. And then internally within within the culture, when you when you've made it and you you've have a, 
a certain level of, of power or influence or connections, access. Um, and you're always making sure, you know, that again, you don't want to dilute your access, but you also, you want to make sure that you're, you're giving other people opportunities that you've had or other opportunities that you didn't have. You want to be, you want to be that entry point for that. And sometimes that could be taken advantage of. And sometimes it's taking advantage of just because you are alike. Because you are the same. Versus being just just appreciated. Now, now I say all of this. Don't get me wrong. Some people do appreciate it. Some people aren't exhausting. Those are those like minds, those those comrades, those people that are there for you to the very end. Go check out another episode of the podcast where I talked about your circle and who's around you. And those people have helped me to kind of lift myself and have a good, clear mental. But a lot of the things that I've gone through is it's, it's almost like it's kind of like a post-traumatic stress disorder. Like it's you're, you're dealing with trauma. And so you're moving about dealing with this trauma and it has it, it affects the way you move. So that's something therapy is always good. That's something that I, you know, that, that I deal with. Um, but it's all so exhausting. And I'm not saying it's exhausting as though I want to give up, but I just needed to take a break because I'm on go. And I'm, I'm sure others out there have felt the same way, especially after, you know, things happen. You know, George Floyd, when there's so many others, Breonna Taylor, everyone else that 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 kind of were trigger points. But I think like George Floyd was really like the like the nail on the head uh, of things. Then you, you you get called upon for your for your blackness to be at the table to have the conversations and then you're you're giving people knowledge and you're giving people wisdom um, for them to truly understand you know what's going on in society um, in our society and in our culture and how they can help and man when you have to relive moments you have to think about things when you've been called the n-word you know when you've been um, denied access to something because of because of the color of your skin um, when your own people have used you um, to get about you know, all of these things, it just it sucks the life out of you. So this is not something because I'm never about not giving a solution. We will give um, a solution to this. And the solution is knowledge. The solution is awareness to know that it's happening. You know, I'm going to tell you a, a story um, and this has happened multiple times. I'm just going to pick one of them where, where it's happened. But and this is this is kind of where you feel like you have the entire culture on your back. And it's also going to give you some understanding of why I dress the way I, I do and why I, I, you know, I have the optics, you know, the way I have them set and kind of crafted a lens to look a certain way about me and mine's. Um, there was one time I was going into the grocery store. No, no, I'm sorry. Not the grocery store. I was going into the the gas station, the convenience store. And someone comes in as of the same hue as me and they're wearing 
either their mothers, the girlfriend, their significant other, their sister, they're wearing <laughs> their pink house shoes and with, with, like with fur on them and they're dirty and they're walking in and they're being loud and they're being what some people will call very stereotypical. And I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the way that they're acting and I'm saying, I, I have to actually act better to make up for what people here are experiencing. That is not my fault. That's not my brother. That's not, <laughs> I don't even know that person, but it was just something within me feeling like, oh my God, I, I've, I've got to, I got to make up for this. And I'm going to tell you why we sometimes we put more pride and we put more work in or respect on the way we cut our hair on the Gucci belt on, you know, the, the, the Louis Vuitton bag. We put more respect and reverence on that than we do on our actual skin color, actual on our actual color. And I look at that like a uniform, you know, in the army, um, they give so much respect to the flag to give respects to the rank of sergeant, captain, etc., um, corporal, whatever. And they respect this with everything. And it's like you see the army move in a certain way. And that when they put that uniform on, they are of one. Whatever it is, right or wrong, what you feel about, you know, any of that, they move like one. Well, here we are. We're born with it. We're born with this powerful, powerful culture on us. And we sometimes don't respect the culture the way we respect the things. That's why we have to build that foundation first. The foundation has to be built first in order before you get those things. I remember and my grandmother used to tell me, you know, I'm going to give you this, you know, five dollars first. And you you under you understand what to do with the five dollars before you get 10 and before you get 20. This is what this is about. Building a foundational mindset that can transform us as a culture. Building a foundational mindset that transforms us in a way to where we don't have to feel like this, where we can move as one. As an army of a people that are so progressive. An army of people that are so forward thinking that nothing can stop us. But we can if we keep exhausting each other. You know, because I have some, I call myself like a, 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 a Z level uh, public figure. You know, there's there, there's a listers and then there are, are Z listers. I'm, 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 I'm the Z. And so some people will take that Z level and they try to use it to their own benefit. I I'll find out that someone has used my name as it to gain to gain access to individuals, to access to resources, and they don't move in the right way. So what what happens? Who looks bad in that? I one, I look bad. Two, but the entire culture looks bad. And I'm begging and pleading that you can find something 
within this recording that touches you. And even if it's not you, that it's something that you could share with someone else and say, hey, look, man, we've got to we got to do things a little bit differently. We've got to do things that represent the whole and not just the one. There was a movie that I was watching and this movie had what I'm about to tell you, this quote, it had nothing to the scene. It had nothing to do with the entire movie, but it was the most impactful part of this movie. I can't remember the name of the movie. I just remember it was a nine and a, anywhere from nine to 12 year old. It was a brother and a sister and and they were talking and they were outside and there was a bird cage and it had like parakeets or whatever those those house birds are that are in the house and um and that you keep in cages and so the little girl the little sister she says she's like wow these are so beautiful don't you want some etc 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 and then the the brother he says no he says you know they've been raised in captivity they don't know how to be free and identify their predators. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, like that was that was a, a, a wow moment for me. And I want to read it again. They have been raised in captivity. They don't know how to be free and identify their predators. And I say and I say when I'm or what I'm thinking when I heard this it all brought me back to this episode. It brought me back to now where I have to help us to be free of mind. So we can't be captive and we can identify who our enemies are. And some of, some of us are trapped in that captivity. Some of us are trapped and we don't, I, we don't understand that we're our own enemy. And sometimes you have to be able to self-identify. Ooh, that that hit me. So I'm, I'm going to tell you when I was recording this, I didn't know that I was going to to go there. I actually I, I looked it up as I was talking and I and I opened my, you know, my my notes. And that's what just hit me was that scene from this movie. Don't be captive. And know that you represent something greater than just yourself. Know that we all have the entire culture on our back. So that's the internal. So so how does that help us externally? Well, we if we all continue to move kind of in this militant way, as though we all represent one great cause, which is elevating the culture, we'll get to the goal. There was this um, kind of a cult classic, this movie, it was called Drumline. And I remember this one thing that they would always say, one band, one sound. One band, one sound. Now, again, we're not monolithic. We're not all the same, but it's one band. So you've got flutes, you've got drums, you've got trumpets, you've got trombones, you've got the bass, you've got all of these different instruments that are there. And they all make that one sound but they're all yet different. So let's move as one band and make that one sound that resonates throughout the culture, resonates throughout society and helps lift us higher. I really, really hope this, this, this touched you all the way that it touched me. Um, it's something that's really, really important. So what's next? 
there's always homework, right? It's it's I know it's a summer, but you know what? Just look at it as summer school. We still have we still have homework to do. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to write down on a piece of paper some triggers, things that will exhaust you. Things that make you feel exhausted internally and externally. And sometimes you have to call them out because sometimes they just happen and they resonate in our heads, but we don't actually call it out. So I want you to write it down. I want it to be very, very clear and plain to you first. And once you know exactly what that is, you can do something about it. And sometimes it's just the knowledge of the of awareness of. And if you can do that, the next thing that will happen is you'll start to once they're identified, you'll be able to attack them when they come and you have to find out exactly what those things are first. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Black and Bougie podcast. That's right. It's the experience known as the Black and Bougie podcast, where we are a people that were upwardly mobile and progressive. I thank you. I look forward to speaking to you again, and I hope this touches you the same way that it touches me. And please do me a favor and share it with someone. Share the message with someone, whatever parts, share it. Thank you. And I look forward to speaking to you again. Be well.